0: And he has, in the past couple of weeks, or actually in the past few days, has become one of my very favorite preachers. And that's because he preaches hope. He preaches that nothing is impossible. And not only does he preach it, he lives it. His life is an adventure, and then and just, just led by God and watching God move. And he's not afraid to take steps of faith. He's not afraid to put God to the test of You know, doing what he promises he's going to do. He's not afraid to take the step out and watch God fulfill it. Like, he's not afraid to fail because failure is just another step forward, you know? And so I love this guy. The way he preaches is fabulous, and he really inspires me and hopefully you too to live the life that God has called you to live. Honestly, the 320 life is the way that this guy lives. Here's Pastor Erwin McManus, and this is part one of a three part message.
1: This past year, I I spent uh, a good amount of my time writing uh, a new book called The Last Arrow. And and a huge part of what I focused on are the differences between people who settle for less and those who never settle. The difference between those people who look back on life with regret and those who look back and know that they've lived their life well. The longer you live, the more you realize that living a full life is a rare thing. I am now... Just a few breaths away from 60 years old, and are you going to applaud that? I guess I don't know if it's an accomplishment. But one of the things I've seen over a lifetime is that the people I thought would really crush it actually got crushed. The people that you thought had so much potential and talent and intelligence and ability, and the ones that were going to just pave a new path for humanity, so oftentimes seem to be crushed under the rubble of their failure and their wounds, and their disappointments. And still there are others that we didn't expect much from, like myself. No one ever saw any talent in me or any ability in me, no one ever projected I would do anything meaningful with my life. And so I've been interested to understand what is it about certain individuals that seem to start life with less, but somehow seem to accomplish more. And those who seem to start with so much and accomplish so little. Now I don't know if it's true across the world, but in L.A., we, we suffer from a condition called FOMO. It's the fear of missing out. I, I see this especially with my kids. Well, I say kids. They're my adults. Aaron is 29, Mariah is 25. And, and I think generationally, there's this huge fear of missing out. It, it, some of us grew up in a world with fewer options. I, I came from a country called El Salvador, and we would have maybe three hours of television. Not, not because my grandparents were strict. That's all the television we had. And, and because it was so dangerous, we couldn't go outside and play. We had very limited options. And so at the age of three and four, I was playing chess because that was our recreational experience. But now, there are so many opportunities. I mean, I didn't even know our neighbors. And now our kids know people all over the world. And there's, there are things happening all the time. And then when you live in a, in a major city... There are opportunities everywhere, and so they're constantly checking to see what their friends are doing. Well, what's going on? Are, are they in the most interesting place at this moment right now? And years ago, I, Kim and I had a friend who we would invite to eat dinner because he was single. And he'd say, well, can I let you know later? And I would always say, sure, that's fine. Because, you know, some people like to hold their options open, and, and they have a hard time making a commitment. And, and so he'd always say, well, can I let you know later? This went on for, for years And finally one day I looked at him and I said, David, well, when you say, can I let you know later, is it because you don't want to say yes in case a better option comes along? And he goes, yes, exactly. (laughs) So I realized all the time he actually came to our house to eat, it was because there was no other option. But one of the things I also noticed is that he was single for a long, long time. And and, and part of the reason he was single for so long was FOMO, fear of missing out. Because every time he met someone extraordinary, he kept thinking to himself, well, maybe there's someone better out there. It never occurred to him that there might be someone better for her. (laughs) Out there as well. But what I think is fascinating is that we have FOMO about so many things in life. But in the one area that we should actually have FOMO, fear of missing out, is in what God is doing in the world. There are things that God is doing in the world that are extraordinary. And we're actually invited into them. There are things happening right around us that are shifting the entire course of human history, and we could be a part of it, and we might actually miss it. Has it ever occurred to you that you might be in the most mundane, boring, meaningless moment of your life and just one degree in one direction might move you into the most extraordinary, life-changing, awe-inspiring, breathtaking experience you've ever had? So maybe what we need to do is begin to have some, some FOMO when it comes to what God is inviting us into in the world. I have to admit, I have lived a life that I could only imagine. And sometimes I felt guilty for my life. I I find it's much easier to not feel guilty to live a lesser life. But I've had the opportunity to travel across the entire world, to be in cities and in places that, that I never thought I would ever walk. And I look back and I realize that I've walked the streets of pen on pen, Cambodia, and Damascus, Syria, Islamabad, Pakistan, and Cairo, Egypt, and I've gotten to go places where where the window was so short I didn't realize that if I had waited even just a short time, I would have not been able to go back. So many times in life we think extraordinary opportunities will just wait for us for when we're ready. One of the things I've realized is that you cannot prepare You cannot plan for extraordinary moments, but you can prepare for them. That so many of us want to live planned lives and act as if that's the way God moves. But I don't know if you notice this, but when you plan your life, God has a way of absolutely unraveling your plans. That you can't actually plan an extraordinary life. You can plan a boring life. You can plan a meaningless life. You can plan a mundane life. In fact, if you're not careful, you can plan yourself right out of life into existence. But if you want to live an extraordinary life, if you want to live the life that God created you to live, you need to, in a sense, stop planning and start preparing. But you need to actually have this FOMO that says, I refuse to be left behind. Because I look back on my life and I started asking my question, how is it possible that I have been in such amazing moments in my life? And I'm telling you, I have been in amazing moments. I just going to say that. Because I've come to realize that if your life is mundane and mine is miraculous, that's not on me. That's on you. So I don't have to pretend to live a mundane life just to make everyone feel better. See, I think a lot of us have been invited in, but we just never said yes. And then we can live in envy and even to feel a sense of of antagonism and be adversarial to people who live the lives we long to live. A few years ago, I got to see a, a lifelong kind of dream take place in my life. It wasn't a significant, world-shaking, earth-changing kind of thing. It's just something I wanted to do. I, I love football, soccer, and I, I wanted to go to the World Cup. I've always just dreamed, well, oh, I just wanted to go to one World Cup. And suddenly, I think it was a Monday or something like that, maybe a Tuesday, I got a text from someone, and they said, the World Cup finals are this weekend in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. We have a ticket. Do you want to go? It was someone I didn't even know. It wasn't someone that was my friend. They were not an acquaintance. I don't, I, 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 if I realized I met this person one time in passing. And he didn't even have the ticket. His brother had the ticket, who didn't know me at all. And they texted me across the country. They were on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. And and I I responded right back, yes. I had no idea how I was gonna get there. I had no idea how it was all gonna work out. I didn't even know what I was doing that weekend. I just knew that the answer was yes. I'm going to the finals or the World Cup. From LA to Rio de Janeiro, there's a way. There's a way. I'm an immigrant from El Salvador to the United States. I know there's a way. I'm Latino, there's always a way. The Dutch must plan. We just go. So I, I emailed my assistant and I said, "It looks like I'm going to the World Cup this weekend. I need, I need a, a flight. and, and I, I need a place to stay." And oh, I, I, I suppose I need a visa. And I emailed back, yes, and, and I found out what happened was there was these guys in a room, and one of them could not go to the World Cup Finals, and they had a ticket. And they sat in the room and said, who do we know anywhere who would drop everything and go across the world to see the finals of the World Cup? And in a room of strangers, they said, oh, Erwin McManus. See, I want to be known like that. I want to be the person that when someone thinks there's an opportunity of a lifetime, who will change everything to go through that window? I want them to think of me because I want God thinking about me when he wants to do something extraordinary in the world. And by the way, if people aren't even thinking about you that way, I don't think God's thinking about you that way. See, I, I don't want God going, well, Irwin's in L.A., and well, you know, he really can't be inconvenienced, and well, he's got a lot going on in his life, so if there's something I'm doing that's across the street or down the road or that he can make slight adjustments, then I know I can depend on him. I want God to be able to look at me and go, it doesn't matter where he is, it doesn't matter where it is, I know he will get wherever he needs to go to do what I need to get done. See, I have a huge FOMO. I want to be wherever God is. Whether it's in Moscow or Cape Town. Whether it's in Lima, Peru, or Louisiana. Yeah, even there. I want to be wherever God is doing something that's creating an entirely new future for humanity. How about you,
0: that was Erwin McManus, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under How to Live the Life God Created for You, Erwin McManus Sermon. You can also find out more information at his website, which is erwinmcmanus.com. Again, I encourage you to go check him out at his website and to on YouTube and some different interviews that he's done because they are really, really powerful and life-changing because God literally does have a 320 life for you to live more than you can imagine. Have a wonderful day, everybody. God bless